Hi, everybody. Hi guys. Welcome to Conversation KO with Mo and Oyi. And I'm Oyi, as you know. And I am Mo, baby. Her. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? Oh? How are you all doing? Hope you are doing well. Right. You know, if I don't hear any response in the next two weeks from you, I'm I'm stopping to ask this question. Sorry, Mohan, exact energy. I'm just exerting all my energy, asking questions. And nobody's answering. Can you imagine? Just it's not cute. It, it's not cute at all. It's really not. <laughs> but yeah, genuinely, how are you guys? I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope you're smiling and you're listening to my beautiful voice. <laughs> um, can you imagine that somebody in between the witness story? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, 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 mommy, dear. Drink water. Oh, yeah, I just remembered as I was saying that. I just remembered how when we first started this podcast, somebody told us that we laughed too much. I was like, I'm okay. you don't have joy. It's, it's true. <laughs> first, I was like, you guys laugh too much. I was not actually going to go and play the, the episodes when I was listening to it. I was like, ha, huh, truly, do we laugh too much? I was like, this person does not have joy. Get some joy in your life, okay? Uh-uh. And I'm sure they don't even listen to the Kenny anymore. Do you, it was even you that knew that it was yeah, you that told me. The person told me. The person does. They still listen? Yeah. Oh, really? If you're listening to this, are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought the person said that one and they stopped listening. Why are you still listening if you are, if you are here? Why are you still listening? Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Thank you very much for listening. Despite your initial reservations, we're happy to have you here. But yeah. Um, can I just say something before we start this episode? Because this episode is about to be serious, but can I just say something? Yeah, go on. So, in the whole, you know, everybody knows Bridgerton is popular right now. We yeah, don't Bridgerton. know when this episode will come out, but like Bridgerton is popular right now. Mm-hmm. And everybody is shouting that they want to be the bane of somebody's existence. And I don't watch Bridgerton. And I'm not going to watch it. But like from the knowledge that I have, Tori Pemowa educated dear. I'm an educated somebody. She's a wise girl. Depending on somebody's existence, it's not cute. It's not something that you want. It needs to, to be. be the source of somebody's irritation. Exactly. So I was confused when I was seeing it on like, yeah, I I already talk. I was like, hey. In previous episodes, I was like, um, I don't have TikTok, but like when I see it on my reel, that oh, when would I be somebody's? When I, when would I be the bane of somebody's existence? I was, I was like, like, you are, you already are. And, and I checked the, the my own existence. <laughs> I checked the comments, and people were agreeing. And then I'm I was joking. a bit lost. That what do you mean? Why do you want to be the bane of somebody's existence? And then no, you know what asked, it is. Yeah, I know the meaning now because the person like explained everything to no, me no, and no, what no. the person I'm said saying, before the reason and why after. Want to be the bane of others. They want to, you know, those say um. Hate to love lovers and enemies, uh, to, lovers. enemies to lovers romantic. Uh, they want to be the pain of the person's existence so that the person will be so irritated about them. Take it about them every day. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, whoosh, you fall in love. And I'm fall for you, Yakata. <laughs> I stagger, stagger, stagger. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You guys might be like, why are they laughing? You guys might not get some of our jokes. It's like, sorry, it's they're like. Jokes. Instagram videos that we watch are like memes and stuff. Sorry, guys. Inside jokes first. And then the person explained, and I'm like, oh, then you guys should say the full thing. You don't just go around shouting that you want to be somebody, the bane of somebody's existence. Like, mm. you guys, please. Get educated, folks. I think that's a common trend in in this generation. You yeah. just hear something, you ride with it. You don't even yeah, run. You don't Google. know the meaning. That's why people throw around the word 
toxic, depressed, um, gaslighting. He was a narcissist. Oh my god! They can't even spell it, but that's by the side. And it's not even that they were the real narcissist in that relationship. (laughs) (laughs) But anywho, no shade. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not shading anybody in this episode. I lie. Actually, actually. But um, so let's get into today's episode. Yeah, we're talking about church and mm. religion. Yes. Oh, yeah. I have a lot to say, and I hope <laughs> I remember every single. I hope one people of will not be triggered though, because these are yes. like our honest opinions. Yes, I'm a Christian. First of all, I'm a we Christian. Both are. We both are. Yeah, I love Jesus. Jesus Amen. loves me, and I believe in Jesus, and I believe in God. I do. The reason why I'm saying this is because at a time in my life i didn't believe in god i mean mm-hmm. i was born into the church i go to church every week and everything but i genuinely didn't believe in god yeah but i'm happy now that i actually believe in god believe in his word and everything but i'm um, we're just here to highlight a few things about religion and yeah. church mm-hmm. some people feel like because <laughs> she, they didn't go to say, she didn't say she didn't say about she just said i'm church some people <laughs> <didn't> say- <laughs> <laughs> I just have to get this out of the way. So people feel like because they go to a different church, they are better than the next person. Let me explain. So in Nigeria, in Nigeria, there's the Redeemed Church, there's Catholic Church, Pentecostal, Anglican, Anglican Baptist, Cheruburu and Seraphim. There's um, probably about fifteen different, see, six, probably di- twenty fi- different, different. So you see, people, I've heard people say that. If you're a Catholic, like if you go to a Catholic church, you're not a real Christian. And the person was stating his or her reasons that, oh, their Bible is different. They pray to Mary, not God. They do this. Mm. They do that. Fair enough. You have your own opinions about certain things. But my own problem is when you now start forcing your beliefs on another person. That's what you feel like. My friend was angry and then he called me and then he was like, he's, he's, he goes to a Catholic church. He's Catholic. And then he said he met someone and the person said, oh, um, are you a Christian? And he said, yes. Do you go to church? He said, yes. And he said, oh, I'm going to church. Um, I think it was even on a Sunday. I'm going to church right now. And the person said, oh, what church do you go to? And he said, oh, I'm Catholic. I'm going to, you know, a Catholic church. Close mm. And the person said, oh, you're Catholic, then you're not really a Christian. Follow me to my own church. What does that, that mean? Um, Which kind of dirty evangelism is that? And this and that and this and that. And then he, my friend says this thing that some Christians are really somehow, and if not because of the faith that he has in God and Jesus, that, you know, probably would so have left off. the church sin. Honestly. You know? And it's like, why would a Christian be saying this to another Christian? You see that thing common with Nigerians there's um this group of people that are, mm. they are called cele so it's mm. celestial celestial church they um they close really late like when everybody's jump, done with church around 12 1 3 o'clock they're still in church five o'clock they're yeah. still in church and you see people saying things like oh those ones is to be dancing to worldly songs throughout the service that they know how to do. <laughs> they will say redeem those ones is to be boys will be wearing earrings to church you know they always have comments to just pass mm. and it's just like what is all this like and I feel, really i feel like even I, I mean growing up in that kind of environment we unconsciously like also absorb those judgmental we do know, attributes like we i do. can't lie in the past i've 
I, I mean, I, I'm not one for vocalizing your opinions if yeah. they are contrary or if yeah. they are like sort of derogatory to other people. But yeah. sometimes I'll think things like, ah, those people are even in that church. Ah, what is their church even, you know? Because of like the, the environment I've grown up in, obviously Nigeria, the way Nigerians talk and all of that. Yeah. But I feel like I'm these days I'm calling myself out, you know, in the sense that like, God said, come as you are. Let people come to God as they are. When they find God, then they can have their own personal conviction of they want to keep doing this or they don't want to keep doing this. Do you get? Yes. God is not a God that drags you by the air and forces you to do things. That's why when I see people, like I think it's a common trend in this like generation of people talking down on Christianity, talking bad about Christianity. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't see anybody like mocking any other religion. Yes. Like, and it's so unfair. Like me not as a to Christian, not to make it seem as if so we're putting like, Christians against yeah. other religions, but no, it's fact. Honestly, and like I find it so offensive because people will be like, "Oh, you don't believe in my cause." People don't believe in my thing, but you also you are also you are also mocking somebody else's like religion. You're also mocking what somebody else believes in. How can I take what you believe in seriously? I feel like we should all be respectful to each other's beliefs at the end of the day. And yeah, basically what I was trying to say is like. We come as we are, right? God is not a God. I feel like people are really paying their Christianity. And it's, to be very honest, it's the way a lot of Christians also carry themselves. As you paint Christianity as this forceful thing that you have to be here. You have to do this. And God, see, if you read throughout the Bible, every most people in that Bible, they were on vibes and cruise. When I say vibes and cruise, everybody was just doing anyhow. But at the end of the day, God was still blessing people, you know? And I feel like God is not a God, at least from what I've experienced, God is not a God that forces anybody to do anything. He will tell you, do this. If you don't do it, it's like, okay. I was telling Oyin the other day that I feel like with God's plan, God's plan is like a sat nav, right? God tells mm-hmm. you, go go this way. You don't go this way. Okay, you go this way. Okay, the sat nav is like, okay, redirecting. I will try to find the roots to this place from this um streets that you've just taken even though that was not the street i initially told you to take but okay let's go from let's go from where you've already where you already are and i feel like that's that's i feel like that what for to me i feel like that is what god is about god meets you where you are not where he wants you to be he meets you where you are and he molds you and he takes you to where he wants you to be do you get but the way people just pray to christianity is that you have to come you're already perfect if you're not in this church you're not doing anything get into this place you wear earrings you're a sinner you do this, you are a sinner. You are not good. And, and it's like, come, like, it's so exhausting. And um, can I just say something? I feel like as Christians, we're meant to be like God, act like God, because we're in God's image. But I feel like most Christians in Nigeria, I'm saying in Nigeria again, they don't know the definition of being a Christian and they don't act like God in any way. And <laughs> I'm so sorry, but you can quote me anyway. You can actually quote me anyway. Because one thing... It is easy to fall into one of two opposite extremes. Yeah. Either we condemn people or we condemn sin or we condone sin. Love does not condemn nor does it condone sin. Because, yeah. because like sin leads like people obviously getting hurt, probably the victim or people around. Mm-hmm. And if we behave like Jesus, if we love like Jesus, we would neither condone sin nor condemn people. Yeah. But lovingly. Yeah. Highlight Correct. lovingly. Pastors, challenge yeah. and correct people. Yeah. So that they leave sin behind. Yeah. And when we judge, accuse, and condemn people, we project onto them what we refuse to see in ourselves. And we don't even and encourage them to, to We don't. To I'm so God. sorry, but like and this is something I just have to say. I don't there's just some certain issues that I don't talk about. But 
we mix religion and traditional things that we do because because africa is like a really traditional place and everything and we have cultures i feel like we cold mix it together cold moths for you this example i'm about to give might be a bit controversial but nigerians are in a large percentage of nigerians are homophobic and mm. they hate gay people and it's just like yes it's a sin but you just hate them because it's not something your culture is used to. And, and it's just like, that's one thing that just, it just pisses me off. Like, you just hate them for no reason. I feel like and you may not like, understand. Yes, you may not understand. Quite all right. Something, where somebody's coming from. But that's okay. We they all don't understand them. each other on everything. And they, they hate them to the extent that they wish death upon them. And it's like, Jesus doesn't act like this. Jesus loves us as we are. Whether we do things that are against his principles or... Are we following him? He hates the sin. That is what he doesn't like. He's not like he hates you're us. A smart girl, you're a smart girl. No, thank you, thank you. Ah, um, um, they spend money on me for occasion. Why would I have smart? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's one thing Christians don't understand, and I just hate this culture of of the ch- of Nigerian churches. All they do is ask God, ask God. At the point, I feel so guilty for asking God. Like, you see everything. Like, I anything I do. I asked God. I'm not going mm. to lie. But it was just like this whole idea of we don't even know God. Yeah, we don't even all build a relationship, cultivate a relationship all we with do, him. All we do is twist the word according to how we want it to be and yep. ask God for things from January to December. Yeah. And it's just like it's tiring. Like at the point I said, I said, you know, we can't pay God in any way. It's just that everything, sit down, talk to God, just talk to him, read his word. All we do is Today's prayer is to get us out of poverty. Tomorrow's one is get out of out of Nigeria. The ne- next tomorrow is is just like is this what religion is? Is this what religion is really about? Yeah, is is really terrible. And then you see sometimes it, it's I, I don't want to say this, but sometimes some people don't even understand the word of God really well. Because tell me why I was in church one time. Hey, and if you hear the way people will quote scriptures to back up what the nonsense they're saying, you will cry, you will fear God. You would we had this topic, I can't remember what it was. And there was one boy, his opinions are quite controversial, and I like him for that because mm-hmm. most times they're actually making sense. And this boy was yeah. asking questions. And at a point, the teachers, I, I saw the teachers, they were like talking to themselves that okay, if this boy should raise up his hand again, nobody should give him the microphone. Nobody mm-hmm. should ask him because they didn't have answers. Yeah, they don't have answers. They don't know it. All they know is, <laughs> John, I'm so that's... sorry. John three sixteen. They know Bible verses tell you what to do. That's why one time <laughs> we had this argument. Can you wear jeans to church? Mm. The woman was just contradicting herself. I was just looking like she said some people and this they almost fought in church that day. It wasn't even funny. One girl literally got up beside me. Like normally I mind my business in church, but I had to say, I had to say, I'm Adam, sit down. Because this girl was ready to throw hands. Because uh, it was like, Do, can you wear jeans to church? Somebody said yes. And then the mama was like, Why should you wear jeans to church? Are you not meant to dress in the monastery? She was also the same person to say, Whatever you make sure that whatever you um wear um to church is like what you can't wear to church, don't wear it outside. But you wear jeans during the week. So why can't I wear jeans on Sunday? Yeah. So madam, what you're saying is not even correlating. And then she was like, oh, doing <laughs> different colors of braids and stuff like that. Now, why would you do pink? Why would you mm. do blue? I'm like, you know why you think... I don't know why you would associate the color of my attachment with how responsible I am. Yeah. It, this really doesn't make... It doesn't make any sense to me. Because it's like, like, we are used to seeing a particular color. That's why you think it is the right thing. 
Yeah, that's why I think like, other. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, there's a psychology class I took. It was like, the you know when you're used to something and they bring another thing, you see it as mm-hmm. abnormal. That's mm-hmm. why you see, um, what example can I give? That's why, um, let me bring in race or something. You see, you know, it's unusual for you to see people do a slick bun or whatever or pack their hair, especially if they have natural hair without using gel. It would look, to some people, it would look, it would look rough. Because mm. you're not used to seeing that. It's what you're used to seeing that you use. And they yeah. actually did a study. They they they, they, they use abnormal things. Like mm-hmm. they bring up a child with abnormal things, like surround them with abnormal things. Obviously, that child would see that thing as a normal thing. And the things that we see as normal, yeah. as abnormal. So that's how life works. You're not used to seeing that. So yeah. you just, you're saying the person is, the person because the person is doing this, person is wearing anklets, the person is a prostitute. Okay, yeah. you have to go outside, call the next person a prostitute because she's wearing an anklet. And even, even in regards to what you were saying, you know, about like them, people having questions and them not having answers. I feel like it, the reason why a lot of people in our generation, from what I've seen, the reason why a lot of people in our generation don't believe in religion or don't believe in god is because they have so many questions about the way things work in the church about yes and about things in the bible and these people in church yeah i mean to be honest we are all humans right yeah they don't have the understanding and it's like even if you don't have the understanding you don't have the answers it's okay to say oh wow yes let's let's do this together exactly let's 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 study the word together let's 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 say ha how dare you ask such an abomination? That's such a crazy yeah. question. Jesus said you should. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I've read that passage. I can't remember what passage it was. I read one Bible passage. It was so crazy. Because it was, it was, was Proverbs 31. Mine was Proverbs 31. Because you know, there's this whole notion of women coming to life to serve men. And we should be Proverbs 31. We should be an example of a Proverbs 31 woman. And then no. I've never read it before. And one time I read it. And it was like, but they also spoke about a husband in the previous chapter mm. previous verse so why are we bringing out a section bringing it out of <laughs> another one join it together and create our own verse it doesn't make sense and and mine mine was mine was um like just reading the story of david right we just show david as david and goliath david yeah, like david he was goliath. A, but david was a very flawed vessel right yes david had so many flaws and that's why when people say oh the church is judgmental i feel like that's when these days i've begun to separate i'm not i'm not saying i'm, I'm separating the church from god or like god is not in the church but i'm saying you can't put your responsibility of your relationship with God on the church because you have to realize that those people in Fact. church, those people in church are also flawed vessels. That Everybody is... in the church, they are just trying to find their way and they are interpreting what is, you know, what they what they think the Bible is. It might not be correct, it might not make sense, they might kind of be missing their way, but that's what you know. So you can't then say, Oh, that is you why... don't believe in Jesus because the church is yes. like yes, the church has wronged you. Right, Can I just right. say something? has wronged me, right? In so many ways. People in the church. But I can't hold on to that and say, I'm depriving myself of... See, to anybody that's listening to this right now, please don't deprive yourself of relationship with God because of what you're seeing in the church. See, because you are depriving see, yourself of a beautiful relationship. Genuinely because speaking. me, I I used to get them. At a point, I was like, it, it doesn't even make sense. Because if you, if you were a true Christian before, you will know that... A pastor beating the congregation is not in the Bible. Because you see churches in Nigeria, they tell you that they are beating the evil spirits out of, out you. of you. What in is the that Bible? Who was loud? beating the evil spirits out of anybody? Is it not Jesus that said to the, the, the guy that had um the spirits in him that God said it was uh, I can't remember what the king was. Is it the Yeah, they cast out the demons in the guy, the guy with the uh, madman of gathering. They cast yeah. out the demons and said the 
him into the peak? Did, did, did you just give him slap or beat him exactly. on the back? And it's just like you are more knowledgeable than this. So you saying that you left Christianity is really probably because of your another reason. Don't don't come and attach it. Like one thing no. I would say is church is in God. Yeah, fair enough. And it might be because of the church, but you just yeah, have yeah, to yeah. Because some game. churches, some churches, some churches are really wrong. Some people, <laughs> some I churches lie. are really somehow. Like, and 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 they have a crisis. I feel like people have crises of faith in their teens, and they quit mm. church because church is it's far harder mm. to love. And, and you know, at a point, church felt like a chore. Yeah, like, just do it and get it over. And not with. the one and that you like. like that. You like washing plate, not the washing plate. The more pain. That's you didn't give your life to church. The church didn't die and shed its blood for you. Church it's didn't save you. It's, it's not mean. your Lord and Savior. If the church didn't promise never to leave or forsake you, and the church won't get you to heaven. Literally. So, and I think mm-hmm. if a church is stressing you, please go to the next church. And I think it's, I think I think another thing in terms of like the church, I think another thing that a lot of people hold on to in terms of oh, they don't believe in God is because of the hypocrisy that they see in the church. Ah, yeah, it was. See, see, I don't want to talk about it. See, ah, let's Jesus. not go into church hypocrisy. There are a lot of hypocrites in church. In fact, we went, me and Oni went to a Christian school. We're not going to hmm. call the school out. We went to a Christian school. The school was full of both hypocritical teachers, both hypocritical leaders. You know, everybody was Pastor, just acting. Everybody was, everybody was just acting off. And to be very honest, that that experience in that place left a very bitter taste in my mouth because I just thought, if this is what religion is, if this is what Christianity is, what are we really doing with ourselves? But at the end of the day, I feel like I feel like it's all these Christian institutions that make life really tired. Like one thing I made a promise to myself is, whatever I do, I will never go to a Christian university. Literally. I would. I made it. I remember when I was applying to schools and I said, any, no matter how good the school is, you are a Christian. Get out. I don't, I'm not doing Thank and you. Because so they would make, so they would, things are turned they to. will make life so you are going to the church every day. They are giving you preachings that is just like, what is this? Like really, what is this? And I feel like that's, 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 um, that's method of forcing people making them be there from money to, it leaves a it leaves a sour taste in their mouth for crying out loud if i'm doing something every single day and i don't want to do it and you keep forcing me i'm going to associate that if thing i don't if i don't come to church they would expel me from school for crying out loud even if i'm sick and i didn't give a reason prior they would expel me That's and i feel like, like it's so it's, it's so scary because a lot of a lot of people in our generation are like, they don't believe in God, they don't believe in God, everybody's atheist, everybody's atheist. And it's like, fair and cool. But when you actually listen to the reasons why a lot of people are atheists or a lot of people don't believe in God, it's so painful because this is something that could have been avoided. This whole yeah. culture of forcing people to go to church, I don't believe in it. Like me now. Christ, but don't force them. What's that? I, 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 I remember we had this discussion in church, in my <sighs> class, and they said... And the woman was complaining that when we sing, when we are praying, we don't shout. And there was a guy that spoke up. I know the guy to be a quiet person. And he was like, he can't shout. Like, it's just not in him to shout. And I know him. And he was like, he's... And everybody, even the teachers acknowledged that he can't, he don't, he can't shout. He's not like, Imagine the like that. I just start shouting. Would you run out of the class? He can't shout. He's a calm person. Mm. Even me. Like, is the only reason why I shout is if something is really paining me, triggering me, or or I'm within my friends and family and we're laughing. That's when I can shout. When I'm praying, I'm singing praise and worship. Why would I be shouting? (laughs) And he was also like, it also depends on why you're praying. 
yeah. on why on how serious the issue is. So you don't expect me to to be happy that my life is in a good place and God answered my prayers and you expect me to be shouting. Yeah. Like thank you, Jesus. <laughs> And then this woman was like, no, no, no. And then it was just like, you guys don't have an argument because and it was like, God, and and I just I just the only thing I had to say, because sometimes I don't argue with certain people because I just feel mm. like if you're not willing to open your mind, then there's no point. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. I just wanted her to establish the fact that so people that shout more is that it gets God hears them faster. She was like, No, I said that's all I want to hear from me. Because the rest of what you are saying, I don't understand. Just, yeah, I feel oh I feel like for a very long time I, I I didn't know how to pray because I felt like if I wasn't shouting what I'm saying, I'm not saying anything, I'm not doing anything. If I don't pray for one hour continuously, I'm yes. not doing anything. I, 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 I'm this type of person that I can't pray for ten minutes. I <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> when my daddy when my daddy should say he wants to pray, everybody would just look like oh, oh my god, this one will go on. I think the thing is the thing with prayer, right? I feel like with everything in life, you develop the habit you develop the habit over time but you can't just tell someone that it's just starting the church you have just given their life to christ they should come the next day and come and pray for one hour even when i used to go to vigil sometimes in church and they pray for three hours by 30 minutes in i'm already sleeping i'm dozing like off. not because i don't care about god but some people will not be looking and can we talk about pastor's kids Ah, those ones, eh? Ah, sorry. No, 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 no. I'm speaking from personal experience. Can we talk about the the expectation that people put on children of pastor? I'm yes. so sorry. I I'm, I'm about to life. give a funny story. There was this guy, he was talking to, like, because his father was a minister in our church and everything, people were always all up on him, his ah. behavior and everything. And he was a calm person. One time I was not talking to one girl about something they had we had to do in class. Because sometimes we had presentations in class. And then one woman was like, oh, um, what is it called? Uh, how can you be talking to a girl? Can you call, can you call? He was like, yes, I'm talking to her. Yes, go and tell my daddy. That's your business. <laughs> Honestly, like the, the expectation. Guy, say, oh, why he, you behaving like so this? fed up. Oh, I feel him. They were like, why are you behaving like this? And your daddy is the pastor. And your daddy is this. I'm like, God called my daddy, right? He didn't call oh, my me. mommy. He has not called me. Let Give me the space and the room to develop my own personal relationship with him. All this hounding and pestering. I don't even want to be here. And like, to be honest, <laughs> even the, like at one point, even the church I was going to, I just felt so caged there. Like, it's not like my parents were, they weren't creating a hostile atmosphere environment for me. But it was just when I go to the church, I'm like, my name is this. My name is not pastor's daughter remove your expectation and remove your title even you, you don't have good character so how will you expect me that it's just how many years old to have good character if you have not even mastered it yet i feel like the people that even need to be listening to this are not listening to this but that's my decide <laughs> and can we talk about how how you tell a christian you are depressed some christians especially older christians and they will tell you there's nothing like depression that you should want it you're hungry that's the <laughs> devil this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elijah in the Bible was suicidal. Mm. Job wished he was never born. David was depressed. Moses was anxious. Yeah. God set them free. Yes. Yeah. But you saying that is the devil and is the things that, yeah. that that is making them depressed. It's not true. I do believe. I I genuinely do believe in the power of like confessions, positive confessions, prayer, and all of that. But I I mean, like there's just things that happen in life, and they happen. Like, you can't now tell me that it's the devil that's possessed somebody. That's why they have anxiety. Like, what is that about? 
like there are just some certain things that you just you just be like no and some some people they don't know how to talk Ooh, and can we I don't also know, i don't know if i gave this um scenario in a previous episode i feel like i have spoken about it on this podcast before mm-hmm. about how a friend died and then everybody went to church to talk about and the person was and saying person, oh my god the person said that oh and um, because the person committed suicide the person said oh, i hope you know your friend is going to hell the, the, the minister and the youth minister like how can somebody say that to 13 and 14 year olds for crying out loud i was like, like what is that about i was like, like who told you that somebody i don't even like who are you who are you who appointed you priest and judge like, like some people some people they are jesus's peel ah he's like <laughs> but they they still right... outside the church too. once okay. they get outside they still go, go and i feel like everybody is just life. a hypocrite the thing is to be honest i don't see i don't i don't even i vibe more with people that you show me that this is who you are. Your mouth is sharp. Your attitude is bad. You own it. You don't now come, act like this person in this place, act like another person in this place. We all know who you are. Do you get what I mean? Let's know who you are. Stop pretending. You want to drop by before one minute. <laughs> <laughs> you say you take off your Christianity garments. You want to quickly insult this person. Like, what are we doing here? Oh, my God. Another thing I wanted to say, I feel like with people struggling with certain things as well, sometimes with the way even see to be honest i feel like that judgment thing like being judgmental i'm really trying to get rid of that thing yeah because i feel like as a nigerian society judgmental the church judgmental the whole judgmental vibe is just like really present and you have to be really conscious about not being judgmental but i feel like a lot of churches have not created a safe space for people to share what they're struggling with you're struggling with addiction you're battling with like they will come and use you as an example the following No, because we had spiritual assemblies in like in when I was in my Christian school and everything. <laughs> they are struggling pornography. They will come and cast you on the assembly. I don't even want to talk so much. The, the, my spiritual mother was a counselor and she was also a pastor, a minister or something. And then she would come and be telling us all somebody they were they were confiding in her. And you're coming to confide in us. And she would even say their names. Like, no, she didn't say their names. Though. She would describe them. You know what she's talking about. Like the way she would describe them. Eh? I'm just like, she, oh, even down to their hair color and their eyebrows. And you're just like, this is not it. Yeah. And then the, the, they just like to paint this perfect, like in the issue of divorce and abuse, they will just be like, something is not good. Get a divorce. The church is like, God hates divorce. God hates divorce. God also does not like the husbands abusing their wives or wives mm. abusing their husbands. Please. That's not what is written in the Bible. Yeah, God didn't die for somebody's child for the, for the persons who go and get entered marriage and they they beat the woman like a like a slipper like like slippers they beat her like a bag of a sack of rice. Like what is that about? Like the fact that religion in Nigeria will simply tell you don't do this, you go to hell. And I fully ate the lie when I was younger because it's like especially most of the things that <laughs> were saying like they will <laughs> they will like now till date I still haven't seen the verse in the Bible that says. If you commit suicide, you go to hell. I will never condone suicide. I feel like there's always a better option. But it was never stated or explicitly implied in the Bible. If you want to teach something, don't warn people by saying it means you go to hell. I think Especially that's when good, I think that's not a good um, mechanism. Like, yeah, just out here yeah. preaching condemnation and zero truth, as far as I'm concerned. There's this pastor. There's this pastor and both um Oya and I listen to him. This man and his wife, they are like they like talk about relationships and marriage and all of that. And personally, I really love their teachings. 
Yeah. Because they always tell you why. They give you scripture to back it up. Like they're just yes and then you can go there and they read it they read they read it word for word not that they'll go and paraphrase it on um more paraphrasing sites or (laughs) they will shall give you word for word not that they will tell you that this is this you go and read it that's not what this like you know the love of money (laughs) they'll say money is the root of all evil is the love of money they didn't say money god 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 is the wala it's the love of money yeah and like just, can, can we also talk about how like in some churches right some pastors make you guilty about not giving a certain ah, amount of money Jesus. <laughs> literally I was, my friend is he goes to a catholic church and he was telling me that and i said oh i really like this church and everything and he's like oh that the place is just pretty oh, that no, the people inside are very bad i said thank ah. you thank <laughs> that, oh, that even the way they sit down is according to how rich you are. That is the rich people they allow to sit in front. If you don't have like huge amount of money to drop for offering, or there's one thing he called it that they won't allow you, you to sit in the front. Back. That you should go to go <laughs> even if you come early. That you should go to the back. That that's why he left the church because he didn't like that. <laughs> Sorry, I can't laugh. This is not funny. <laughs> Imagine going to the church. You wear your nice clothes. You're walking majestic to the front. You just say, no, 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 turn back. Like these people that make big donations, they allow them to sit in front. If you don't make donations, just go to the back. You're not ready. I think that's very unfair. Like now, sometimes some people say some things, and I'm genuinely asking for scriptural scriptural backings and then you're not saying anything like now somebody was like praying naked is better than praying kini what is the scriptural yes now what is the scriptural backing you said you said do what works for you no 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 come back here we're going to fight where did he say in the bible where you can't explain an action learn from my mistakes and i'm speaking to older people and younger people don't start being defensive no, you can. There's no. There's no backing. They say, oh god. Yeah, you just use culture to back up. I mean, even a lot of a lot of aspects of culture are very questionable and and deeply rooted in foolishness and archaic traditions. But at the end of the day, we are still moving. It's like if if you tell me that oh, our in our culture we don't do this, I can be like your culture doesn't make sense. But okay, we move. But if you're telling me that you are not infusing your culture into the word of God and yes. you are chasing people away mixing and and turning and twisting you you mix culture and religion i feel like i feel like there's really no line in nigeria and the only (laughs) so people don't have fear of god the only fear of god God. they have is writing and spending god with capital letter g that's the only thing they have Literally, and when they write in their instagram bio they are god fearing yes and to put one bible verse there john 316 (laughs) i wanted to say you know the most heart-wrenching story that I heard? And they were talking about how, like, you know, like, marriage and church and all of that. And there was one lady that shared her story. And basically, she said she got married traditionally to her husband. Yeah. Right? hmm Just for them to get to this. So, when she got married traditionally, she traditionally married. She was even legally married. She got married in the courts. So, obviously, they are married. They are married. So, she yeah. got pregnant. And, like, when she got to the church, she had gotten pregnant a month before her kini, um, mm-hmm. church wedding. Just for mm-hmm. her to get to the church. The church said that they cannot that they cannot marry her because she's pregnant. I'm not kidding. She I said her wedding, she said her wedding was the most disgraceful day of her life because they didn't let her dad walk her down the aisle. 
they didn't let her wear whites. They just I made was her talking feel to so, oh my God. A, a and I friend just thought, about this. And then she said something about her not engaging in activities, not necessarily because she doesn't want to, but because of the church she goes to. Because when she wants to get married, the thing is about your dad, what can you do? That the church will be the one to take you to the hospital. To, to check, do virginity tests. What exactly test is going on? To, and then if you, if, you, if you do certain things that... um. When they are using their taking your things to your husband's house with the bag, they won't buy a new bag for you. They'll use old tattered bag or ganamos. Sorry. <laughs> and I was <laughs> she was serious and I was trying my best not to giggle because it's very quite what do you hear? What happened? She if you don't know what flowers go bag is, please type it on Google. Or you know when you go to grocery stores and then you just have to carry one one bag. <laughs> One dead is a love bag. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, what is this? Literally. Literally, what and is this? There's this whole mentality. If you make a mistake, there's no turning back. There's no God honesty. doesn't forgive. You only there's have no one redemption. chance at forgiveness. And and this might sound offensive to Christians, but the truth is, people died for Jesus died for everybody. <laughs> the people you don't like, the people in LGBTQ, literally. Jesus died for all literally. of us. He doesn't like the sin. That we partake in, but yeah. he shed his blood for us. He loves yeah. us like the way he loves every one of them. That's he why loves Jesus us can... equally. Yeah, and that's why God can redeem someone that has had, in fact, the worst. When I say the worst life, like the like they have all the terrible sins in this life that you can think of, they have committed it, and they find God, and God saves them. Because you know, you know, I you know what I just realized the other day. I was like, we are the ones that quantify which sin is bigger than the other. To God, yes. sin is sin. You, you lied five minutes ago. You say because somebody stole chicken from the pots, the person they teeth, you want to be them black and blue. They, are, they cannot be saved. But you also just lied a couple of minutes ago. Sin is sin. Sin is sin to God. And in terms of like the, um, I was saying it a couple of like, I was saying it a while back in the episode. But I was talking about like David in the Bible. Oh, talk about David. Oh, God love David. Like, mm-hmm. how can you see somebody's wife? You go and take her. You uh, you uh, commit uh, adultery with her. You now pl- plot and plan to go and kill her husband. But this was the kind of person that like God used for his kingdom because he had a heart of repentance. We all sin, but I, I think the most important thing is you, you recognize that, oh, what I've done is not good. God, I, I apologize. <laughs> do you get? But that whole culture of, oh, you, once you do, you can do no wrong. If you're if you if you a Christian, if you believe in God, you can. I mean, I think we just need to dead it. Like we should, we should create an environment for people to be able to come and be their authentic selves and receive God and let God meet them where they are. Not where we want them to be. Yeah, and you just see some people just doing the absolute most. You're hating on um, somebody uh, comes people in. in the LGBTQ community, but your brother is a rape apologist. Your mommy backbites. <laughs> your daddy is gossiping. He's stealing. He's stealing the country's national budget. How, how, exactly. how about that? And and the, like you face and your own little, little things like oh, you come into church. It, um, when you were telling me now that one time her auntie was doing wedding and they didn't, they didn't, they, they didn't even want to let the wedding hold because the flower girls were not wearing scarf. What's my what, what in the I was six or seven. That? I can never forget this day. They went looking for scarf. What a, we are about that? literally were six like the flower girls were all young. We're literally young. We're all young. Our dress was long. The only thing was that it was armless. That's all. This man said that we should not enter the church. We should not follow the bride into the church because our arms are showing. <laughs> we thought it was play. They started playing the song inside. The pastor came to stand at the door. That nobody's entry. 
We actually had to go and get materials that did not match anything we were wearing that day. I was at the point I just left. I was and just those like, pictures would be in, and on those pictures would be in that babe's wedding wedding videos. The actual How get to had her wedding album with joy and think, wow, this was a great experience in church. The hypocrisy in church. The hypocrisy, literally, like the hypocrisy is too much. I remember one time we were having a church event and um <sighs> They said, okay, I was going to be part of the ushering department. And then these people said, that, oh, if you want to stand in front, mm. um, that I shouldn't wear a dress that is armless. And I'm like, I don't understand. I wear dresses that are armless to class. Why mm. can't I wear it to the main church? That's hypocrisy to me. And everybody was looking at me like, hey, what's going to do? <laughs> I was like, it's true. What does yeah. it mean? She has come again. That's but it's true. Yeah. Which one is you accept and condone something here? And because we're going to the main church and I'll be standing in front of the pastors, it's not as if I'm going to wear a short dress or anything. Yeah. I feel like there's it's, this. Not, like, it's not it doesn't cover like my whole arm. Yeah. I feel like, like there's more. And it's just like like, yeah, honestly, you know what modest. You're not gonna yes, open your whole I don't, I don't wear and silly things to church. Wear a pants to the church. But because it doesn't reach my wrist. That I shouldn't wear it. I was like, no. So, I just saw something. You know the culture, you know the, sorry, hold on. You know the interweaving culture and religion thing or like things, people just saying things that don't make sense. Somebody in say, oh, you don't know arms are attractive to men. I'm like, oh. See, the issue of men, anytime, oh God, I don't want to talk about this about men. Decent men here, please, I beg. Let's not talk about men here. Let's please, not talk about men. Please, and nobody should say I'm a misandrist. I don't hate men. I don't. It's just that I'm <laughs> really not in the like mood to talk about this. Fall back, fine chocolate. Hey, 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 This is a Christian episode. Please. Just <laughs> so I just saw something I said with, I was talking to Mo and a couple of friends, and I said something that I feel like no Christian has the right to be telling people um who is wrong or who is right or who is going to hell and everything Legit. and i was not like oh that's why i'm irritated when people are really concerned about homosexuals like but your mom is a rape apologist your dad is adulterous your dad your brother does crystal meth but you are concerned about who likes girls literally like they're, they're always concerned about the li- the, the least, least most minute li- literally yeah, they are really cause and it's just like we have bigger problems, baby. Yeah, we we really have bigger problems. Like God is literally laying something upon your heart. Go and do it. Stop focusing on what does not concern you. Yes. <sighs> See, not to like just drag this episode because it's already been, triggering it been an episode. And in conclusion, I just have to say, God approves of all that He created. You Whether you're wise, comfortable. Though. With Word. it, or you're not comfortable, it's not God's business. Word. He said it is good. He created us in his image and in his likeness. And Word. a lot of Christians have made people feel worthless, insecure, and of no value because mm. of certain things they have done. But God did not create rubbish. God created you. He yeah. loves you. He approves of you. <laughs> he, he might not approve <laughs> of everything you do, but he loves you unconditionally, wholeheartedly, and continually. Yeah. So don't let anybody tell you because you committed a sin or you did something that was wrong, you ask for forgiveness and try your best not to do it again. And if you feel like mm, the environment you are in is making you not believe in God or his works or the Bible, mm. change your circle. You know, read the Bible on your own. Understand things. 
on your own. Literally, I was I started this thing in December where I tried to read the Bible every day with my yeah. plan. And don't let me lie to anybody. I haven't been doing that yeah, I'm not being as consistent. much. I have yeah. not been doing that. But I remember when I started reading it, I realized that the, what's it called? There's this thing called cherubim and seraphim. Mm-hmm. And cherubim and seraphim are actually angels. But can someone tell me why I thought all this while myself, like for a long period of time, I thought they were angels of the devil because there's a church called Cherubim and Seraphim in Nigeria, and they associate it with people that are not serious, yeah. like Loki traditional worshippers. Literally, they associate it with yeah. traditional worshippers that are, you know, converting to Christianity. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it's only me that heard that, but that was the like when yeah. they say you're going to Cherubim and Seraphim, you're not a serious Christian. But apparently, cherubims are angels that are closest to God. Yeah. And I'm just like, so I didn't even good. know that. I it's, didn't even know that. I, I saw it in the Bible. In fact, I had to flip the front of the Bible. Like, Is it, am I reading the Bible? Because it was just like, wow, go and read this on your own. Yeah. It's good to learn things on your own. Don't be listening to, like, listen to people. You can mm. listen to the word of God, the preachings by yeah. people, because you learn more. You do. But you also, do. also, experience it yourself, because people might mislead you. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I what I have to say is um if you are listening to this episode and for some reason the church has wronged you, you are seeing things in church that have just discouraged you from God, you know, and have just kind of put you off and you're like, I'm this whole God religion thing, I'm not interested. I just want to say that God genuinely cares about you. Like you. You you don't you don't want to deprive yourself of the goodness of God because God is good. You know when people say life is purposeless, life is I feel like you can have a life of purpose, a life of meaning with God. Like when you just, you, you, you go through tough times. Being with God doesn't mean you won't go through tough times. But when you go through tough times and God is there for you and you just feel the presence of God and God takes you out of that. And you know, because your situation is peculiar, you know that, ah, he's only God that could have taken me out of this. You just see the beauty of life in, you know, having challenges and overcoming them and just moving on to greater and bigger things. And the whole, like I said, condemnation culture that happens in a lot of churches that's not what god is about like god wants you to come as you are like it, it, it the relationship is is the relationship with you that matters to god the most and i was talking about reading the devotional honestly i'm not going to come here and say i'm perfect christian you guys have heard me talk on this on this podcast sometimes i get <laughs> angry <laughs> i get angry i shout because i'm frustrated you know with the way things are going with the way people are behaving i shout i said i'll slap this person i'll slap that person do i slap them no but do i threaten yes is it good no no you know we all do things that are not right but i feel like it's the efforts that you put in. Like, God values the efforts. And I feel really? like that's what I'm realizing these days. That yeah. It's not about perfection. God just values you are putting I, in effort. You read your devotional. You, maybe you don't read it seven days a week, but you read it twice a week. God is like, this person is trying, you know? This person is putting in effort. And I feel like that's, you know, and I feel like you don't have to be perfect to be a Christian. You don't have to be perfect to have a relationship with God. But what God needs from you is that you try that you that you strive to have a relationship with you. Even if you're just waking up every morning and say, thank you, God, for today. Even if that's just it, you know, and then building yourself up in that. I mean, yeah, that's that's all I have to say. We're yeah, not trying and, to preach you or anything. Yeah, but it's just, and God answers your prayers. He like, does. he really does. Maybe like, not, he's not Yes, and there's a reason why he's not answering all. Definitely. Maybe it's not for you or this is not the time, but I can assure you that God... And before, I used to think that... It, 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 being a Christian was a, is, is something that is very 
you know, stressful. Because if I want to ask God for something now, I have to go on my knees and shout yeah. and pray and, and, and do so much. Yeah. But literally, I'm not the perfect Christian in any way. I, yeah. The only time I read my Bible most times is mm. in the night when I'm about to sleep. Sleep. I'm 91. But during the day, I try my best, but I'm really not a perfect Christian. But I just try and talk to God. You know, in if prayer. I'm going mm. somewhere, or I'm even doing something, or taking a shower, I just talk to God. If it's for a minute or 30 seconds, you know, God, thank you. I want you to do this for me. I want you to do that for me. And God really answers your prayer. You don't have to. Yeah. And ask God Sin is good. Ask, exactly. You know that, you, you know that, do you know that, um, I feel like the reason why a lot of people get frustrated and upset with, you know, the way people interpret, you know, um, the way a lot of people, like, interpret scripture. You also have the Bible. The Bible is free for everybody to read. Get your own, read it, and ask God. Like, me, I'm not that kind of person. I ask God questions. I, I, can't, I can't remember what, um, I think I was reading the story of the Israelites the other day, and like, um, them just, you know, them just complaining all the time. And I just thought, I just say, ah, God, why were you always with these Israelite people? They're always complaining. They're always, they, no, for real. I was like, ah, if it was me, I'll have a bunch of these people long ago. They're always complaining. They're always, every something good will happen to them. They'll move on. And, you know, God just, like, revealed to me that, like, number one, these people were in this, that wilderness or whatever for a very, very long time. Ordinary three months, you ask God to do something for you. I mean, God was talking to me. Hold the Holy Spirit for the ministry to me. Ordinary three months, you ask God to do something for you. God has not done it. You already complained that ah, God, I beg, oh God, I'm tired, oh, I don't tire. Is it only me? Look at my mates. And God was like, Stop pointing fingers at, at you know, at, you're pointing fingers at the Israelites, but you too, you also have work to do. You're not always grateful, you know. And I feel like ask God questions. If you read the Bible or you are talking to God, you know, and in terms of what Oin said, not me being super preachy. And in terms of what um Oin said about what's it called? About prayer. Prayer is like she said, prayer is not based on, oh, I go down on my knees, I pray, I do this, I do that. I feel like, yeah, maybe sometimes, but some other times it's literally a simple conversation. The way you ask your parents for things or you ask your friends for things. Like yesterday, I was going somewhere and the bus was super slow. This was the most terrible bus I've been on in a long time. It was shaking, the bus was popping at the bus stop for no reason. Everybody, I was not looking around that. Are people not seeing that the driver is just stopping for no reason here? I don't want him to find me the driver. That, Please, are you moving or not? The bus was just terrible. And then when I in traffic, and I needed to be at the place by 7.40. There was the, the, I had choir rehearsal, and the person was like, oh, please be on time. And he was like, ah. And I was looking at the time. It didn't look like I would make it. So I was like, God, please, let me make it on time. I got to that church, 7.40 on the dot now somebody else can tell me oh no but it's because you are doing this because you are doing that it's because you jumped out of the bus on time that's your business happy for you happy birthday to you that is your own interpretation but for me i i know that that was an intentional prayer yeah and god because the bus could have decided because, to stop exactly the bus would have decided to stop anywhere and why was it god could have let the bus drop me there at drop me there at um at what's it called uh, God, let me, let me get there at 7.45. I wouldn't have been really, really late, but I wouldn't have been on time. And my special prayer was, God, let me be on time. On time to somebody else could have been 6 o'clock. But on time to me was 7.40. Not even 7.30, not even 7 o'clock. 7.40. And that's a peculiar time. And for me, that was just like, God is really intentional. And God listens. Do you get know what I mean? So, yeah. Basically, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um... 
please let us know what you think as well. Interact with us. We don't have a comment. See, podcast platform should have a comment section because I feel like it would just right? be easier. But um, interact with us on our Instagram page. Um, let us know what you think. Send us a DM. Let us know how you've been. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Love you all. Love you all.